Welcome to this week's Energy Show. We're talking about solar shingles again. And the reason is Tesla and Solar City are working on a business combination. And everybody in the industry is talking about what they think of the solar system that's going to be offered by Tesla, how these solar shingles are going to work. So I figured, what the heck, I'll chip in. I've done a lot of BIPV, Building Integrated Photovoltaic Systems, and I've done some solar shingles, and I've looked at a lot of them. So I've got some insights about what's really going to work. Now, there's a real shortage of firm concrete data about what Tesla's tiles are going to look like, how they're going to work, how they're going to connect together, what the costs are going to be. So on today's show, we're going to run some numbers. I'm going to make some educated guesses about how these things actually mount on the roof and some educated guesses about their installation costs and performance. And that way, I think we can all get a little bit of a better idea of how this future Tesla slash SolarCity product is going to fit in to the, the rooftop solar ecosystem. Now, let's back up a little bit. Why are we talking about solar shingles? Now, the rationale behind solar shingles is that they always look better. I mean, really, I mean, starting from day one, who wants these clunky rectangular solar panels on the roof? Well, you know, by the same token, who wants a satellite dish on your roof or, or vent pipes or a chimney? We kind of get used to those things. But it'd be nice if the solar panels, the solar cells were really just built into shingles. It sounds great. And the rationale from people that I've been talking to for way, way over 15 years is, why pay for a roof when we can get solar panels that are actually doing double duty and serving as both the roof membrane and the, the water sealant and that insulation from the outside elements and also generate electricity? A great idea, but the reality is it almost never works. It's always more complicated. I don't like to use the word always, but in this case, there's no exception. It's always more complicated to install solar shingles instead of regular shingles compared to taking ordinary solar panels and putting them on top of a regular roof. And you know what? By the same token, the same thing applies to other building integrated photovoltaic materials. We're not at the stage right now, and, and there's a lot of electrical and building codes that, 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 may, that necessitate this, but we're not at the stage where we can make a photovoltaic material with decent performance that's going to replace existing building shell items, whether it's windows, walls, or roofs. Okay, but nevertheless, it's a compelling idea, and a lot of companies are pursuing this opportunity. Lots of promise. I just think about over the past 15 years, the residential products that I've come across, that I've installed, that I've tested on rooftops, both residential and commercial. Now, I'm going to focus mostly on residential here. There's other commercial building materials that might have a better opportunity, but Tesla's got a residential shingle product, so let's talk about that. The first one I ran across back in 2001 is a product called Atlantis Sun Slate. Very, very cool. They're actually slates, and they glued solar cells onto these slates. I think there was some glass on front of the cells. So these solar slates, and they're still on the market, and they're still being sold. Um, same, same people doing it. I think it's a Swiss product. And these sun slates basically have six six-inch cells. That's what they've got now. And each little slate puts out 23 watts. And they have special wiring connections on that kind of go together. It's kind of tricky to put these things down. They're a little more than eight inches square higher because they overlap. It takes some time to put them in. So Atlantis has this product, lots of little shingles, you know, about twice the size of a piece of paper. Astropower was the next company that did this, and they had some very cool panels. They were tiles, actually. It went on a flat tile roof, if I recall. And I don't exactly remember how many cells were in this thing, but it was the same kind of idea. You remove concrete tile, and you would put, I think, 
one of these AstroPower piles in, and they would replace two or three concrete tiles. Kind of cool. Unisolar, another company, they had a thin film amorphous product, and they, they were solar shingles also, and they, they were out there. So unfortunately, both AstroPower and Unisolar, they're defunct. I think they went bankrupt. They're not around. BP Solar had another product, which was a tile and a, a comp shingle roof product, and they actually installed a lot of them. BP Solar got out of the solar business, and I'll, I'll tell you kind of what happened with that product. It was a, a little bit of a nightmare for people who put it in. Next one that was out there, I remember from PowerLite, which was acquired by SunPower, and they, they also had a very cool product back in like the 2004 five time frame or so. Now, none of those products are around. Astro Power, Unisolar, BP Solar, PowerLite, all gone. What is on the market now, in addition to Atlantis, is a product from a company called Suntegra and a product from Certainty. Now, Suntegra has these tiles that, that have 24 cells. I think they're five or six inch cells. I'm not sure how much. And each of these tiles puts out about 100 watts um, actually, the comp shingle version puts out 100 watts. The, the concrete tile replacement puts out about 67 watts. And they have room for wiring underneath. And these things use standard MC4 connectors, which is good. And there's some ventilation slots in there so they can cool down a little bit. And we're going to talk more about the heat problems. Certainteed has another product. Very cool. Certainty is a division of St. Gobain, which is one of the biggest roofing companies in the world. So they're, they're bankable. That's great. Their, their product has 14 cells. It puts out about 60 watts. And there's also room for wiring underneath, and they've built in standard wiring connections. Now, in my experience, installation of these solar shingles is really a big project. It's very different than putting in ordinary solar. I just think about all the stuff I need on a truck to do with roofing. I don't have any of this stuff. I need ice and water shields. I need roofing felt. I need metal flashings for the ridges and the gutters and and the valleys. I need these things called batten strips to keep the shingles off the roof, and that's for tile. Roofing nails, special cables and connectors for these special tiles, special junction boxes and combiner boxes. You usually can't use off-the-shelf electrical stuff. Special roof penetrations. you got to get the wiring into the house somehow. And adhesives. All right, I got a lot of adhesives. That's fine. Now, here's the perils of solar shingles, and, and we've talked about this. And this is you know, something that installers know, but a lot of the other people that don't. Solar cells are very heat sensitive. The hotter they get, the less power they produce. So the first time I ran across solar shingles in 2001, this customer had... Um, a product, and they were complaining that the output was really low. And I went out there and I said, well, it was kind of a hot day, and these things were running really hot. And it's like, obviously, they're not running at 25 degrees C. They're running more like, you know, 80 degrees C, really hot. They're black. And that's why the output was down. So they don't ventilate. That's one problem. The other problem is the economics aren't great because the installation costs are high. Now, there's reliability issues, and we talked about some of these things failing and kind of just Go back to what happened, I recall, with um, with BP Solar. And I remember customers a few years ago said, well, we've got this really cool BP Solar system on our roof, but it's not putting out very much power. The inverter must be bad. I went out there and checked, and it turned out the inverter was fine. Problem was a few of the shingles were dead. Now, you've got shingles that are custom-made, built into the roof. A few of them are dead. The whole solar system's now not working. What do you do? I really didn't have a solution for them. Um, they, it becomes a warranty claim with the manufacturer. Now, luckily, BP Solar's still around, Unluckily, BP Solar was not very helpful in terms of uh, processing that warranty claim. They, they really couldn't replace the product. So there's reliability issues if you have a bad shingle. If you have bad wiring and the, the wiring is kind of buried in the attic or tucked into an inaccessible place, really hard to fix that. You could have roof leaks from the wiring penetrations. I remember the AstroPower product. You had to make special holes for everything. It was really, really tricky to do. 
So um, you got to watch out for some of these brand new products. Now, it's great that Certainty and BP Solar and some of these big companies were around to back up the warranty, but, you know, that's always an issue. So now let's talk about the details. There's two approaches to these shingles shingle products. One, you can have individual smaller shingles like Atlantis. So the smaller the shingle, the easier it is to tile on the roof. You can cover the whole roof, but there's more labor, there's more wiring, there's more connections. The Tesla product looks like a lot of little shingles. I don't think that's what they're going to do. Way too many shingles. The average 6,000 watt system is going to need an average of 21 ordinary solar panels at 280 watts each. Now, let's say the Tesla shingles are 5.5 watts each. That's kind of a good high efficiency. You'd need over 1,000 individual shingles. And to cover the rest of the roof, you're going to need another two or 3,000 dummy tiles. That's a lot of little tiny things to put onto the roof. Way too many connections. Way too many repetitive installation steps. And on a barrel or a curved tile roof, you're going to have what I call the cylinder effect. These curved surfaces aren't really good for collecting um, electricity. Flat surfaces are better. So it's much more likely what, sh- what Tesla is going to do, even though it doesn't look like the picture, is they're going to use a shingle assembly like Certainty and SunTagra and even AstroPower did you know, 15 years ago. They're going to have 20 or 24 cells on there, each 5.5 to 6 watts. You're going to have something that's going to be about 132 watts. There's going to be built-in interconnect wiring, so you might only need like 45 of these shingles instead of a 1,000 of these tiny little things. Less labor, better reliability, but these things don't tile well, so you're going to need dummy shingles around the edges of the roof. Um, so the Tesla demo doesn't appear to be a shingle assembly, but I'm going to bet that that's what they're eventually going to end up with. They'll end up with shingle assemblies and then lots of little dummy tiles that aren't photovoltaic that don't require wiring, but that can fill in the rest of the roof. Okay, now let's run some pro forma numbers on Tesla's new solar shingles. I haven't seen numbers like this anywhere, mainly because there's no firm data on the cost of the tiles and the installation costs. But I'm going to estimate what I think based on my experience this is going to be. So we're working off of the Tesla product descriptions, we're working off the pictures, and we're also working off of what I've installed and what other companies have been successful as far as designing. So in addition, I'm going to make up some rational product features that I, that make sense to me that I don't see reflected in the Tesla product yet, but I think they're going to need them. Most important, I'm going to assume that the Tesla's design is really a solar shingle assembly, say 24 cells on a model. It's going to put out maybe 100, 150 watts. I'm I'm estimating 132 of current efficiencies. Plus, they're going to have a lot of little dummy tiles so that they can make the rest of the roof even. So you're going to put a bunch of these big assemblies in, and then you're going to have lots and lots of little tiles kind of filling in the rest of the roof. So let's talk a little bit about efficiency of solar panels and solar cells. Now, the, the absolute highest efficiency panels, they're made by SunPower, makes really great panels. Panasonic also makes really high efficiency panels, about 22% efficient. And these things really cost a premium price. And and in my view, in many cases, unless you have a tiny roof or you have money to burn, they're not really as worthwhile as some of the higher efficiency panels. LG makes good high efficiency panels and a bunch of other companies making them, Boviet, Oxen, SolarWorld, you know, panels in the 300-watt range or so. So let's look at the, the LG panels, which are among the highest of efficiency. 320 watts, it's about 19.5% efficient. Call it 20%. So 20% of the sunlight that hits that panel is converted into electricity. The rest, that other 80%, goes into heat and a little bit of reflection. Now, Tesla said that their panels are 2% less efficient. Now, that makes sense because of the heat issues, and I'm going to assume 
that this is 2% less on a gross basis. So you're going from 20% high efficiency down to 18%. That's still pretty good. It's kind of at the typical efficiency range of, of most of the panels that, that are installed, and that's what Cinnamon Solar has been installing for the last few years. But remember, the cells on the Tesla shingles don't cover the whole shingle. So there's black areas around where you're actually not doing any electrical conversion. And there's also going to be reflective losses because the shingle surface is even. So you're going to have some light that hits it and bounces off because there's uneven areas. So the aperture efficiency and the overall efficiency is going to be less. I'm guessing that on a per shingle basis, you're going to get an efficiency closer to about 12% because of the reflection and because of the black space. It's not completely all solar cells. Whereas a regular solar panel, I'd say about 90% 90 of that panel is is actual absorptive cells. Now, here's the trick. Installing these solar shingles is a lot more work than an ordinary rack system and, and way more work than an integrated racking system from something like Spice Solar. So here's the process you've got to go through on a new house, brand new house. You put the sheathing on the roof, which is usually oriented strand board, this OSB, wafer board, or plywood. Then you put down roofing paper. Then you install the shingle assemblies in sunny areas. So you put the solar shingles where it's sunny, but you can't put the solar shingles within three feet of the ridge of the roof or within three feet of the sides of the roof because of these fire setbacks. You just can't put solar materials where there's going to be firefighters possibly walking. Now, the next thing is you've got to worry about the wiring. The wiring is really tricky with these things. That's the biggest challenge. Believe it or not, the biggest challenge with solar shingles and integrated systems is wiring. So what most of the companies have done, the smart companies, is they use built-in interconnect cables, and that's one of the reasons why you use an assembly because each assembly can have a pair wires. You can have 24 cells and 24 cells, you only need two wires as opposed to if you made these things the size of one cell, which is kind of like what the Tesla picture is, every single cell would need um, two wiring connections, a plus and a minus, a thousand little shingles, 2,000 wiring connections. What a nightmare. All right. So I'm assuming that you've got this assembly and then you're going to use special cables to connect between the rows. You're going to have a row of these things, and then the row above is going to have to be interconnected. And I'm assuming that these things are going to connect together side to side, so that's not that big a deal. The next thing is, where do you put the wires? The Tesla picture looked beautiful. No conduit, no wiring, no nothing. Well, in that case, you've got to have the wiring go through the attic. There's more work if you have to do work in an attic, and you're going to need penetrations from the surface of the roof underneath the cells into the attic. It's tricky. And these penetrations may also have to go underneath the dummy shingles. Now, you may see some of these um, conduit on the roof surface. It's going to look ugly, but you know what? In many cases, code requires it. PV wiring has a lot of tricky code requirements. You've got high voltage DC. You just can't leave this wiring around. And the trickiness also depends on the module electronics. So all of the panels that are out there now have diodes. Um, in the back of the panel, that, that keeps them from overheating. And almost everything that Cinnamon Solar has been installing for, for years have either microinverters or optimizers. This is electronics on the back of the solar panel, and that optimizes them. But most importantly now, it also provides a safety feature. You get arc fault protection, and you get rapid shutdown. So in case there's a problem, kill the power to the house, and then uh, everything on the roof is dead. I suspect that they're going to have to use some kind of module-level electronics to meet the rapid shutdown requirements. That means that you're going to need an assembly of 24 cells or so, and it's going to be almost impossible to have you know, one little tile. And that's also going to make these things more expensive because the electronics cost a fixed amount of money, and if you're putting it on 
a 130-watt panel, it's going to cost proportionally more than if you're putting those electronics on a 300-watt panel. Okay, so we're assuming we've got these assemblies. You put these assemblies where it's sunny, maybe south, east, west roof, maybe even on the north roof if, you, if you've got some extra money or you don't have a lot of space. And then you're going to have to finish off the roof with these dummy shingles. Um, and, and there's going to be a lot of these little shingles you're going to have to put in. But those things basically just get nailed down. It's not too complicated. Make sure that they look nicely aligned. Then you have to run the wiring to the inverter, and voila, you're done. A lot of the work is basically taking a roof that could take regular shingles, but instead you've got to do all this extra wiring for the solar shingles or the solar shingle assemblies, and then you have to tile these little tiny things around to, to fit around the instructions and the edges. So that's why it's more work. Now, what does that mean in terms of the numbers? Now, let's look at the numbers for a typical house here in California. Now, if we were to put in an ordinary solar system, and I'm going to use average pricing. The pricing at Cinnamon Solar is quite a bit less now. But ordinary system averages about 6,000 watts. And the average price right now is around $3.5 a watt. That's about $21,000 before the tax credit. Let's put the tax credit aside for now. In California, this system, 6-kilowatt system, is going to generate about 75% of the electricity that an average home needs. If you're efficient, you're going to use less electricity. That that 6-kilowatt system can power everything you need. If you have a big house, swimming pool, air conditioning, you're going to need a bigger system. So let's just run through the numbers. 9,000 kilowatt hours a year at 25 cents a kilowatt hours going to mean that you're going to save about $2,250 a year with this average 6-kilowatt system. As I said, um, a lot of the systems go in a lot less, so you're going to save more. Now, also note that when SolarCity does installations, these big companies always sell at a premium because they have so much overhead. They're not selling at $3 a watt or $3.5 a watt. They're selling closer to 4 or more. I'm going to give them a benefit of the doubt and assume that everything goes in at kind of the average price. Now, for solar on new homes, and here's a surprise, if it's new construction from a production home builder, the installation costs are less than the average. I'm going to say 2 to $3 a watt, say $2.75 a watt. But here's the bizarre thing. If it's a new custom home, if you have a builder and you say, I want to build a house and I want to do it exactly my way, and the builder does like two a year, it's going to cost you way more. And that's just because everything is custom and it takes so long to do. I mean, these new construction projects typically take 12 to 24 months, and that makes it very expensive to install the solar. Now, Solar City said the cost of the new shingle is about the cost of an ordinary roof plus the cost of electricity. All right, so say you have a standard house, about 2,500 square feet, not a tricky roof, doesn't need a lot of repair work in the sheathing underneath. A standard composition shingle re-roofing job, taking off the shingles, putting on new shingles, you know, fixing it up a little bit, varies depending on the complexity, but it's going to be about $15,000. So re-roofing, fifteen grand. What's the cost of electricity in the Tesla analysis? Let's assume that the cost of electricity is the same as the cost of an ordinary solar installation. $21,000. Okay. Or we can say, let's assume that the cost of electricity is based on 10 years of saving, $2,250 or $22,500. Numbers are similar. So let's say that the cost of electricity in Tesla's analysis is $21,000. Now, we can look at four scenarios. Retrofitting, you got an existing house, you're putting in solar shingles, a new production home, a new custom home, or ordinary solar. If you're retrofitting with solar shingles, 15000 for a re-roof, 21000 for the solar, and that's 25000 after the tax credit. If it's a new production home, because the solar is going to be cheaper and the roofing is going to be cheaper, you're looking at something that's going to be about $19,000 after the tax credit. If it's a new custom home, it's going to be even more. You're going to 
be talking about more like $25,000. Now, compare that to what it is for ordinary solars, things that Cinnamon Solar is putting in. $15,000, we're doing it in most cases for even less. So in every of these scenarios, you're going to be saving about the same amount of money, $2,250 a year. So here's the bottom line. If you put in ordinary solar, you've got a simple payback of about 6.7 years. If you're putting solar on a new production home, builders building you know 500 homes in a neighborhood, 8.4 years. If you're putting solar shingles on a retrofit, existing house, I want to put solar on it, 11 years. If it's a new custom home, once again, 11 years. So here's my recommendation. Solar shingles on an existing house are going to be about 50% more than ordinary solar. It makes it really only makes sense on new production homes where it's about 25% more. Now, most normal people don't buy a house because they want solar. They're only making that decision when they're buying a new house. So when you're looking at getting a new house, whether it's one year or 10 years from now, that's when you should look at solar shingles. Until then, if you've got an existing home, by far and away the most cost-effective thing to do is put in ordinary solar panels. And and that's the kind of thing that thousands of installers do around the country. It's going to be about 50% less than solar shingles. And the most important thing is you're going to save two or $3,000 every year if you put solar on right now. So there's really no need to wait. Why, why write that those extra checks to the electric company? Well, that's all the time we have on this week's Energy Show. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. And if you miss any of today's show, you can always go to our website at cinnamonsolar.com and listen to the podcasts.